You're listening to the Green Tech Podcast. In this podcast, we dive deep in the trends of horticulture with renowned experts. For more information, go to greentech.nl. Green Tech brings you to the heart of the horticulture industry. Welcome at this very first Green Tech Podcast. My name is Jeanette Denboer, and uh, I will be the host this episode. Well, we record this podcast during the fourth edition of the Green Tech Show in Amsterdam. And um, we're going to kick off with a very cool topic. It's all about the cannabis industry, but the medicinal cannabis industry. We've got three guests here uh, on our table to talk about this topic with us. It's Mariska Dreschler. Hello. Hello. Uh, Laura Rastovac. Hello. Hi, Jeanette. welcome. And Julian Koster. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Yeah, uh, I would like to ask you all first to introduce yourself briefly, please. Okay, well, I'm Mariska Dreschler and I'm Director of Horticulture of uh, the Green Tech Show and organizing it since uh, the 2014 first edition. So, and uh, very happy to uh, talk about this medicinal cannabis topic uh, today. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. I'm uh, Jurian Kosten, I work for Phytonex and I help uh, Mariska with uh, the Medicinal Cannabis Knowledge Program on the Green Tech. Okay, cool, welcome. Laura. My name is uh, Laura and I work for uh, Media Systems. And Media Systems uh, produce uh, uh, horticultural systems uh, for vegetables, uh, fruits and flowers. And since 2013 also for the medicinal cannabis. The green tech, it's all about technology, uh, technology here at the exhibition. Uh, but I also saw a huge cannabis pavilion uh, at the show. Mariska, can you tell me how are things going at the exhibition and particularly at the cannabis pavilion? Well, actually, it's going quite well, uh, to be honest. And, uh, well, we sensed uh, already a few years ago with the uh, legalization of uh, uh, cannabis, medicinal cannabis in Canada and in uh, in the, uh, some states in the United States, that um, this specific crop is uh, is growing and growing. And uh, we also see that a lot of Dutch technology suppliers are in that field. And uh, therefore, since we have at GreenTech crop optimization for all kinds of vegetables, fruits and uh, yeah, crops in total, um, we think it's very important to have also medicinal cannabis um, as a topic here. Yes. So it's running quite well as we see that there's uh, uh, a lot of interest also by other countries to, uh, to have it legalized. And actually uh, looking at this point, also in, uh, in the Netherlands, it is legalized, but it's just one company that is allowed to produce it. Okay, so what kind of activities are there at the pavilion? Well, there's um, a lot of suppliers, so from seeds to uh, well, the different uh, systems that you need in a greenhouse to have the plant grow as best as possible with mm -hmm. higher yields and uh, very good um, uh, outcome of, of, of the, the, the ingredients, of course, in the, in the plant itself. Uh, we have an extensive knowledge program, which Jurian is uh, um, a part of, and 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 uses. Uh, well, we use his brains to uh, mm -hmm. to have a very good knowledge program on that. <laughs> and uh, Laura is involved in that as well as uh, as one of the top uh, players, uh, looking at uh, at equipment that you need for uh, uh, for growing these uh, this specific crop. So for, the interest uh, is increasing, growers. increasing, mm -hmm. right? Last years. So, yeah, because um, Jurian, you organize sessions or a, a knowledge program at the at the pavilion. 
I'm curious, what's what are the main interests of the visitors? What what do you notice? Uh, what I notice is that there's a lot of interest in cannabis, and I think that's even it's an understatement. So it's it's becoming huge all over the world, and you see uh, what we see is that a lot of people want information about every aspect of cannabis. Information is very scarce in this industry. Uh, there are different kinds of cannabis people don't know. Uh, there's all kind of legal uh, issues with cannabis, of course. Yeah. So it's not just as simple as you just grow it in your greenhouse. There's all that kind of things you have to take into account. So people just want to know everything. How does distribution work? How does this logistics work? How does the legal framework uh, is put together in the Netherlands? How does it work for the rest of the EU? So people basically want to know everything. So And that's why you see that almost every exhibitor on the Medicinal Cannabis Pavilion gets tons of visitors just asking questions about pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not their own expertise, you just see them coming up to you and say, oh, please just tell me what you can. <laughs> you notice that as well, Laura? Yes, of course. Uh, it's, a, it's a new new crop. Uh, and there's still a lot to learn about also in the cultivating, uh, cultivating side. Yeah. So um, that's where we, we come in. Um, we want to share the knowledge. We want to uh, learn about the techniques. So what is the best way to, to grow this crop to get a higher yield? And so therefore the Green Tech uh, offers uh, the platform to exchange that kind of knowledge between big horticultural companies. So that's really fantastic. I yeah, I like it. Good, yeah, huh? yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, what I really like about it is that you see that there's of course a lot of knowledge as well with the cannabis growers, and uh, mm -hmm. that you now see that there's a merge going on mm -hmm. between the horticulture yeah. regular growers, the suppliers, and the cannabis yeah. growers with their uh, legacy, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that 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 merge is going on. And yeah. uh, that's really nice to, yeah, that's really uh, what to you see. Want, I yeah, 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 that's an exhibition. Exactly what yeah. we would like to do to connect the people. Yeah, physically. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cannabis used to used to uh, be a crop that was also always cultivated with the hand. I mean, it's it's a crop. It's five thousand years BC. There are the first signs, but it was five thousand years. Five thousand years. It's in China, and even I heard today in the news, twenty five hundred for BC. There were the first signs in bones that there uh, people were using THC. So it's wow. It's, so actually, yeah, it's not it's, really it's a new crop, cr right? No, <laughs> it's not a new crop, but it was always cultivated with the hand, and. Oh. Now, uh, now it's getting regulated. It's getting legalized all over all over the world, and now you can, uh, we can, as a company in the horticultural sector, we can innovate. We can we can put our knowledge uh, on that new crop. So it's fantastic to be in the, on the start in the beginning of this uh, new ten trend or new tendency. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel the yeah. fresh energy mm -hmm. here. Eh? That's mm -hmm. fun. Urian, you just said um, information um, is scarce in this sector. How, how come? There's a lot of there's of course uh, a lot have to do with the stigmas that are surrounding cannabis and still still are and kind and of taboos is it still a yeah, taboo? Yeah, it's a lot or? of taboos. So so uh, events like this, like Green Tech, help breaking these taboos. But there's still uh, I can give an example. So we try to talk to the the politicians a lot, but there's still a lot of political parties and mostly the the Christian parties who do not want to have anything to do with cannabis. And you know they just see it as a drug, and drugs are bad. Just mm -hmm. a very yeah. simple reasoning. Mm -hmm. And and it's very hard to push through that kind of taboo, and and you have the same thing in every country. So uh, you have all the different states in the USA who are opening up to cannabis, but still on a federal level, it's still illegal. That's still because of the old taboos surrounding cannabis, which dates back to the I think the 1930s to the mm -hmm. what they call reefer madness with all mm -hmm. kind of 
propaganda from the government where people uh, using cannabis were jumping out of buildings and such. <laughs> and and it still counts today. So uh, and I think if you if you went on the street and you would ask someone uh, to, like uh, like our grandpas for example, if you ask them about cannabis, they would see cannabis very differently than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, couple two months ago i gave a, uh, a lecture on an on a high school here in the netherlands and i and i was talking about cannabis and i got no laughs people they thought it was okay you're in serious industry when i give when i go to a person my own age and i talk about cannabis the first thing they do is they laugh so that's yeah. the difference yeah. so it's becoming more normal but it's harder it's for still... the older generations to yeah mm-hmm. they, they just cannot cope with it Yeah. yeah, there are still companies, horticultural companies that are really big and are afraid to come out that they're that they also supply for uh, medicinal cannabis. So it's, but they they get more uh, reformed or how do you call it? So you see the tendency that people are uh, well, they come to us and they say, well, how can we get uh, in in the scene of of cannabis? It's just a normal crop. Just relax. It's nothing going on. The stigma has to has to go but it's the so transition for your company there's no problem to, no you, you no. come out for it yes of course we were we were one of the first companies uh, i would say uh, that came out yeah it's it's not a, a bad thing i mean it's just a, a crop a new crop that needs to have a good approach a, a plant focus approach so that's yeah we we don't we are not scared to come out for that no we're and, proud and mariska for you as an uh, uh, exhibition director uh, how did you feel of adapting this crop to the exhibition? Uh, was it a kind of scared decision? Were you scared? Or? Well, of course, I had to uh, explain and uh, to convince quite a lot of people also uh, around uh, our organization. And uh, But on the other hand, uh, it is not illegal. So it is a crop that is um, that is that is legal in the Netherlands, for example, and we are in the Netherlands, of course, with green tech. So therefore, I'm I'm, I'm explicitly uh, yeah. taking that example, um, and it's it's by prescription of uh, the doctor uh, that you can get it. So uh, there's a proof that it works. So uh, there, and if you want to grow it in a good way and in a uh, on large scale then the Dutch technologies or the international technologies that are offered at GreenTech are the ones to to take into account because there's so much uh, experience on growing crops. And let's let's, uh, put that together. And uh, GreenTech is crop optimization. Mm -hmm. That's of the plant. eh? The plant to get Mm -hmm. the highest yields, to get the best out of it. Uh, So medicinal... Cannabis is uh, is a logic um, crop to be part of uh, of the green tech. So yeah. therefore, I was uh, very convinced about this uh, to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact um, that that there's still so much to sh- well, n- there's no much need to share knowledge. And yes. uh, and I'm 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 very happy to uh, to provide that uh, that platform uh, with uh, with the green tech. Yeah, and what's yeah, very yeah. nice is that uh, there's there's increasing interest in, in cannabis, as we already mentioned. But you see a lot of cannabis conferences uh, being being held every month, almost every week mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They're all really focused on the investing part and, and the business part. So there was no real event focus on the cultivation and the, and the, and the, and the supplier part of cannabis. There was really there was lacking. a need for it. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, well, you, you can see it if you go it. to yeah. the yeah. today. You will see there's a need for it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's something that that you can of course expect that when uh, uh, a market opens, it's really like a, an industry that opens up, 
right? It, 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 it's, it's very Big disruptive, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so everybody yeah. Is, is, is focusing on the money. Mm-hmm. But um, in that perspective, I'm, I'm really happy that we can put some... Um, yeah, it's not peace, but some, some tranquility in it uh, by securing the crop optimization yeah. because, well, the crop has to be the best ever. And, uh, well, the money is, is, a, is a follow-up on that. But let's let's stick to first, what does it do? And people take it, they, they eat it or they, they drink it. Yes. So yeah. uh, let's let's make sure that that product is, is cultivated in the best way possible. So... Yeah, it's that, that. That's what I uh, all um, also um, talk about with uh, 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 other companies. That the green tech, you give the the floor to talk about cultivating about uh, cultivating the cannabis plant, and everything is about partnership. It's about uh, uh, legislation. Uh, what you told about about money and uh, branding, pioneering. But where is the focus on the plant? And it's so important to get the right uh, yields, to get the right uh, research, because it's all in the interest of patients. Don't forget the patients. We need to get that knowledge. We need to combine our powers to get uh, um, the medicine accessible and also the knowledge accessible, all in the interest of patients. So the information about the plant is very important to share it. Yes. but we also just talked about the scarcity of information in this uh, in this industry. Is this information shared? Like, do the growers share this information? How to optimize the production, or what are the not latest? Not at all. No, nope. not at all. No. Oh, think, that's uh, interesting. Because yeah, yeah we, we should have been here ye- yesterday. There was a whole session with Laura, which was uh, mm-hmm. Laura's session. She was yes. moderating it with mm-hmm. all the CEOs of all the uh, the top horticultural companies. And we all talked about how uh, a lot of Dutch knowledge is bought, and especially from uh, from Canadian producers. They just buy the knowledge, mm-hmm. close the greenhouse, nothing comes out anymore. Everybody's mm-hmm. under NDAs, mm-hmm. so you cannot discuss anything you develop. So, and uh, maybe Lara should talk with. It was a great session. Mm-hmm. It was a sort of call. Please let us share the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Let us yes. demonstrate yeah. what we can do. And I think the. I personally really like the greenhouse uh, example in the pavilion. I think that's a great example of what could be done here. Work together, yeah. yeah work together, work together but there's to get basically the none because all yeah. these Canadians, they're uh, not all from a horticultural background. They're all holding their uh, cards to themselves. They're all stock-listed companies only thinking about their shareholders. Mm-hmm. So. And how? Yeah, maybe in that perspective, it's good to explain. Uh, well, we have this uh, this experience center, right? It's a, it's a, it's a greenhouse uh, with the lights in it, the equipment that you have as mm-hmm. meteor systems with the gutter systems, etc. Mm-hmm. So it shows what is possible in a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and next to that, if you look at uh, at the Canadians or the people that that are now really in this market and putting a lot of investment in it. One of the reasons why the Dutch horticulture sector is so uh, big is because they share. So and without share sharing, information, yeah, share knowledge. without sharing, yeah. you cannot innovate. So mm-hmm. this is really also I'm also uh, in in advocacy for the Canadian companies, for the Canadian growers, the investors. Please open up with your problems because have a look at, for example, if a disease is coming up in your in your crop. Yeah, and you are not going to share that. Well, we need to share it because in that way you can find good biological protection systems, and uh, you can share so much knowledge. And you don't have to say everything, but you have to share mm-hmm. the things that will help other growers to uh, really have a healthy crop. 
so that people can can take it uh, with all the safety uh, feelings that that they are allowed to uh, to have and to make sure that you approach it in the best way possible and to, to keep on this mm-hmm. innov- innovative approach. Yeah. That's, That's also, I think, why the Dutch are so big in the world, right? Uh, in yeah, horticulture, it, because of yeah. the sharing. It's, sharing it's the family, family. Uh, it all, um, they are all family companies that mm-hmm. go way generations back. So the knowledge that's being uh, bought by the Canadian is knowledge that goes centuries back. Yeah. And then we, we, we come there with, all, with, with our knowledge and we produce... And that's what Urien say. They close the door, we go back, and they, they don't share anything anymore. So it's only for a handful of people uh, uh, that had that had that signed the NDAs and exclusivity rights, and they will go uh, further on our knowledge and in innovating. And there's nothing coming back. So in three years, are we sold out? I don't think so. I think that uh, I, uh, I, I re- I'm sure that also Canadian growers mm-hmm. are listening to this uh, podcast, and uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a way to uh, to really encourage them to open up and uh, to really True. learn from each other. And uh, on one hand, or on the mm-hmm. other hand, uh, what I really like about the fact that there are now investors involved in this is that the green thumb, of course, is something that we are always talking about. It's it's the experience is important. Also, looking at the cannabis growers, uh, they have a green thumb, and we should uh, take that into account. But um, uh, looking at the investors, they encourage, they disrupt actually our sector by um, wanting AI and all kinds of 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 of, of measuring systems to to know how the crop is growing. So they will really disrupt our sector. But um, so that that that's a good thing, I think, because that's innovative. Uh, but let's let's open up on the on the on the facts in which we can really add uh, value towards each other and look at the green uh, green <laughs> look at uh, the blue ocean instead of the red ocean. Don't you be afraid. Green ocean. Yeah, look at the green green ocean. Yeah, look at the green fields. And of course, and of course, I know all the investors. They put a lot of money in it. And uh, yeah, open up. Okay. And uh, you can easily say that. I truly believe that we have to do that. Without sharing, there is no real innovation and you will keep your own eyes shut, actually. And But and yeah. What's the role of the Dutch government or the Dutch developments? Because uh, I just understood that um, there's only one company who can produce. So then it's also really difficult to... Uh, to 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 yes. develop here in in the in the country itself so Politically, we are holding back what's that's, what's, that's what's the, the role whole problem the really there's only one uh, a grower he has won the tender uh, about 16 years back and uh, now there's going to be a second medicinal grower um it's going to be new tender it's all tenderized it's all monopolized and even if there's two i mean it's still only two i mean what are we still, talking yeah. about it's still not a I lot mean, and this whole um The whole way the Dutch government is looking at it is that it's all looking at monopolies, which are illegal, by the way. And, yeah, that's uh, quite crazy, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And they, what we should do is, I know, I'm not saying you should open it up to everybody. I think almost nobody is saying that. You should have strictly enforced companies producing a narcotic. I mean, there's also companies in the world producing a poppy, for, you know, to produce uh, morphine. Mm-hmm. That's also a regulated crop. It's not like I can grow it in my backyard, but... There's still companies able to do it. If you compl- uh, ha- are compliant with all the rules they set out, you should be able to produce it. 
And there is a role for the Dutch government. They could open up the industry more. They could give out more licenses. And what you see now is that all those innovative companies, so part of our own company is moved to Germany now. So we hired people in Germany. The innovation yeah. takes place in Germany. We pay our taxes in Germany. All because we had to move the regulations. So we're now producing CPD oil in Germany. And we are selling it back to the Dutch, yeah. wow. the Dutch yeah. patients. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's like it's uh, difficult to develop uh, when you can't develop in your own country as well, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that might also be part of the of, of the challenge. Yes, of course it is. Um, I I think uh, there will be um, uh, a ten uh, regulated, uh, licensed uh, growers, mm-hmm. but then for the recreational market. And uh, yesterday I heard that it would be definitely ten because they want to lose the monopoly position. But still, uh, there's still boundaries and and uh, there's still restrictions. And like like the uh, Ministry of Health in Denmark, they said, well, we open up the system. We have no uh, restriction on license. Uh, importing, exporting, you can do everything with the crop, like flowers, uh, powders, pills, uh, all in the interest of patients because we need to get that knowledge in our country because we don't know a lot about this crop and we need to learn more. So that's the good pos- political position to take in, in, in the interest of, of your people, yeah. of, of the country. So, so actually the developments in other countries go quite fast yeah, Denmark uh, is, is sort to of similar to uh, the Canadian model. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they also so have no limit on the number of licenses. They, they, they do have a sort of state by state, but mostly there's, a, there's, I think there's already about 100, 140 licensed producers over there. Wow. Maybe even more. So yeah, yeah they're really opening up. And uh, there's this discussion about the UN law from 1963. That's why they say, okay, we cannot just open up. But you see Denmark, Canada, they're also uh, in Luxembourg, they're now talking about opening a recreational yeah. medicine. So there are possibilities. And I think we should explore them. The industry with the government together should explore these possibilities. What can we do? Because now it's just, it's just a mess. Uh, there's no quality control on any of the crops. I, have a, uh, I work a lot with different kind of patients and they go for the medicines, they go to the coffee shop and the coffee shop buy an unregulated product, which is not... No control yeah. on quality control. whatsoever. So we're now in a situation nobody really wants. I just left the studio and I'm going to visit the medicinal cannabis pavilion to see what people think of the developments in this industry and how they see the future. I'm talking with Yap. But can you please introduce yourself uh, completely? Uh, of course. Um, Jaap Erkelens, I'm Chief Production Officer for Bedrocan International. Uh, we are a contract manufacturer for the Office of Medicinal Cannabis, uh, which is part of the Netherlands Ministry of Health. And we have cultivated cannabis as a raw material and as an API uh, for the Office of Medicinal Cannabis since 2003. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining this conversation. But uh, you're the only uh, grower in the Netherlands, is that right? Uh, define uh, gr- def- grower of medicinal uh, cannabis. Well, define grower. There's, I think, um, only one production license. So there's only one company that supplies to the OMC for, um, let's say, medicinal um, medicinal purposes. Yeah. Uh, that's us. Uh, there's a couple of license holders as well for scientific purposes. So we're not the only supplier. There are there are other license holders in the Netherlands that grow cannabis as well. Okay, so what do you think of the kind of monopoly situation in the Netherlands? How do you look at it? 
Well, it's a government monopoly first and foremost. Like I said, we are a contract manufacturer. We are not the producer of cannabis in the Netherlands. Producer of cannabis is the Office of Medicinal Cannabis. Um, the monopoly situation is basically uh, is there by law. Um, it is um, part of het enkelvoudig verdrag, the single convention in English. I had to search for the word. Uh, so the Dutch interpretation of the single convention is that the uh, government itself is the producer, and every batch of cannabis grown has to be bought, um, taken in, and then distributed by the Ministry of Health. So. Uh, you're asking the wrong person for an opinion. Um, well, you can have an opinion about it as well, right? It's, um, uh, to be honest, it's the only way it's a controlled substance, so you're kind of stuck. Um, the only, uh, the only co real comment I have on it is that um, the more room, uh, the more scientific evidence there is for the efficacy of cannabis as a drug, or let's say a derivative of cannabis as a drug for which you can use uh, cannabis, the plant, as a raw material, uh, the better. Uh, because the current situation, the monopoly is, simply exists because cannabis is not a... Um, Um, there is scientific evidence that cannabis is effective, but there is there's only one registered drug at the moment, or two, I should say, uh, Sativex and Epidiolex, and there's uh, Dronabinol, obviously, which is TH synthesized THC, or you can also get it from a natural source, but it's single uh, uh, single molecule compound. Yeah. Um, the more drugs there are, then it will just become part of the pharmaceutical industry, and then... Um, Like I said, you can get some sort of, of, of regulated industry going. Uh, currently, uh, the situation as it is, is an exemption. The industry in the Netherlands exists as an exemption. Cannabis is treated as if it were a drug. Uh, the government cannot magically wave its wand and make something a drug. You need to go through the normal regulatory, uh, regulatory process for that. Nobody has. Uh, and it's also very difficult to do with a herbal drug that has 140 different compounds. But how do you see the developments to, towards the future? Do you think it will change? If you get successful registered cannabis products, um, so that is at the moment um, kind of the problem with Dronabinol, the Sativex with Epidiolex. Well, Epidiolex might take off, but none of these drugs are exactly blockbusters. Um, the amount of demand there is for these products the niche in which they belong is relatively small so unless you unless you have uh, let's say a, a blockbuster drug or a sudden demand for one of the compounds that is in cannabis as let's say a food supplement so let's say beside the CBD uh, hype you would yeah. get a THCV hype or something else that you find in cannabis that somebody can put into Uh, superfood. Um, that would be uh, that would be a, a market for let's say large-scale cultivation of cannabis, um, and the other market would be a, a blockbuster drug. But then somebody has to make that blockbuster drug and market it successfully and get it through the registration process. Until then, it's a relatively small affair. A couple of people in, um, um, like I said, you have a you have a small patient base, most, yeah. mostly neuropathic pain, palliative care. Uh, people who are, who are um, um, let's say, treated uh, with other drugs that weren't successful and then their symptoms, uh, yeah. their symptoms are alleviated by cannabis. 
But all in all, this is a relatively small group of people, a small group of patients that uh, that we're serving. Do you notice that everybody's interested in talking to you because they all want to grow cannabis and want to, but nobody knows really yeah, of course a lot do. about it? Of course they do. I mean, I understand why. Because it gets, yeah, of course, it's all about profit, right? Um, Almost. It pretty much yeah. is. Uh, I have no problem against uh, people making money and there being an industry, obviously. But um, this is one of the reasons why our company is currently no longer active in Canada. Uh, what we were vehemently against uh, was that the same um, companies that grow cannabis for, uh, for medical purposes immediately switch their attention to growing for a recreational purpose, which, in our opinion, simply lowers the bar. And so there was no moral anymore? Well, there is. There still is. But I would say that in general, our fear is that it lowers the bar uh, when it comes to quality yeah. standards and that the patient needs are... Uh, people will profess very loudly that they put the patients first, but in reality, they will lower the standards to find some sort of balance between serving both markets at the same time. Yeah, and between optimized production and well, much yes, profit. And that's that's what they'll do. And we don't think from a medical ethical point of view that that's, uh, that's the way uh, that you want to go. So we basically, in our in, in our company, we dedicated ourselves exclusively to, uh, to, to growing for pharmaceutical purposes. Thank you. Thank you for your time and uh, hope you're enjoying the show, the rest no, I, of the show. No, it was my pleasure. I hope uh, I hope you I want to end with just uh, a small look ahead to the future, huh? How will it look like, you think? What kind of chances will there be? There are growers listening. What would your advice be for them? I think there are chances in all different kind of uh, segments of the cannabis industry. And I mean, you see uh, consultants, you see lawyers, you see growers, you see distributors, you see uh, technical suppliers uh, like myself, you see extraction companies, you see pharmaceutical companies. I think, I th really think, and I know there are possibilities everywhere in the market. And you just have yeah. to find and do what you're good at yourself. Uh, but if there are growers listening, there are definitely possibilities for you. Uh, I don't say it's easy. And you have to be good at it, but there are a lot of possibilities. Yeah, to be open it's for really, chances. This big industry is really like a new industry opening up, and uh, everybody can uh, can take his own uh, specialism to uh, to contribute to the industry. The government is is maybe slow, but that doesn't mean that we don't get the opportunity. We have the knowledge, only we have to be patient. So I would say to the growers, uh, keep on develop, uh, developing, keep on innovating, uh, uh, keep in mind the crop and and have patience and it will come because there's no way back. Alexander, there's no way back. King Alexander, <laughs> there's no way back. Can I have one last note? Or? One last note. So, I, so yesterday on Lara's uh, panel, we had this. I had this question for all the horticultural companies. I said, okay, what do you think about if we all together would say, okay, we want this industry in the Netherlands. If all of us combine our shared power to demonstrate how professional companies are these days, to show what we can do, And I and I want to uh, ask everyone who's listening to the podcast. Okay, let's combine powers. Let's work together to make this happen in the Netherlands. Amen to that. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, it sounds super exciting this industry, and I'm so curious what's going to happen next year. Uh, Green Tech will be from 8 till the 10th of June, Monday till Wednesday, 2020. Yes. So um, I hope to see you all there. Definitely, for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.